you. Good evening, National City. It's Cat Grant. Yes, I've been away for a while, but I'm back. Now, I can imagine that you're feeling afraid and feeling like your world is spinning out of control. But believe me, you have the power. And right now, you have a job to do. Resist. Resist these invaders with everything you've got. They come with empty promises and closed fists. They promise to make our world great again, and yet they know nothing about the people who make this world great. They think they can con us. And if that doesn't work, what? They're going to beat us into submission? They have no idea who they're up against. Aliens and humans, we need to band together and we need to stand up and fight back. Needs to be a superhero. Everyone needs to get up and say, Not in my house. Let's prove to these thugs that we are strong and we're united. And we are not going to be conquered. And Tiara Woman, if you and your little minions happen to be listening, you have come to the wrong town. Yeah. I'm Cat Grant. Not going anywhere. Classic. This is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy. And awesome Paul here with the Blake and South Show. Yeah. Stay tuned. This is Tad Stones. Hello, this is Jim Cummings. I'm calling to say hello to my close personal friends, Blake and South. This is Eva Lee, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, of course we are. It's the Blake and South Show. And don't forget to remember to tune in and watch it with your ears. Pretty cool. Stay tuned or you might get DQ'd. And you are listening to the Blake and Sal Show, the most dangerous podcast on the internet. For And I'm not even supposed to be here today. And you are listening to the Blake and Sal Show, of course. Unfortunately, Sal wasn't here when I recorded this. So, Blake, you're the best. Yours. Blake, without Sal, is like the turkey without the stuffing. And you can't break tradition. She played the fiddle in an Irish band, but she fell in love with an Englishman. Kissed her on the neck and then I took her by the hands of baby, I just wanna dance. I met her on Grafton Street, right outside of the bar. She shared a cigarette with me while her brother played the guitar. She asked me, what does it mean? The Gaelic kink on your arm said it was one of my friend's songs. Do you wanna drink on? She took Jamie as a chaser, Jack for the fun. She got Arthur on the table with Johnny riding a shotgun. Chatted some more, one more drink at the bar, then put Van on the jukebox, got up to dancing. You know she Pretty little Galway girl Are you my pretty little Galway girl You know she beat me at darts And then she beat me at pool And then she kissed me like there was nobody else in the room Hello everyone and welcome To episode 163 Of the Blake and Sal Show I'm Blake I'm bring on my co-host The man who was running around at work yesterday asking everyone wanted to see a severed hand. Sal, how you doing? 
Uh, I'm great now. How are you? I had to bring it up. I had to. I mean, come on. It's a great question. All right. What are we opening up the show? I like this. I actually did not listen to this before we went out here. I like this. Um. Okay. So if you have not listened to the the new Ed Sheeran album, I highly suggest that you do. The whole album from first song to last song is absolutely fantastic. It's probably going to be probably one of the top five song, uh, one of the top five albums of the year. Wow. And high we're praise. only, what, five months in? Well, that's yeah, um, this wow. track, track is called Girl, and uh, it's, 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 it's got a little, you know, little Irish theme to it. Yeah, I like it. It's actually really up-tempo and unexpected for a cheering. <laughs> really up-tempo, wow. <laughs> I didn't expect this. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick another song from his album for maybe next week or the week after. Because, I mean, the whole album is absolutely fantastic. That's, that's fine. That's, I have no problem with that. Well, what are we talking about today? As the music's actually running out already. It's a quick song. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will be previewing WWE Backlash, NXT TakeOver Chicago, and many more topics. Yes, it's <laughs> going to be a fun show. Um, first things first, I actually just want to clarify... Um, I, I don't want to apologize to David because he seemed to really enjoy us making fun of him last week. <laughs> but I get a text message from our network director like, I hope you had fun at my expense. <laughs> and trust me, I had no, another, not, I, no not yet. I had not a yet. I had a whole other bit planned today. I did that. I ran out of time. <laughs> I didn't have time to edit it. I didn't have the time to. But I had this whole bit planned today. It was like, don't you forget about me from Simple Minds. <laughs> I didn't have time to put it. <laughs> Just to people know, I did have another plan today, so there you go. Oh, shit. I, you know, I, I was up, um, I, for those who don't know this, I'm, this is my day off from work, and on my day off from work the night before, I always stay up and watch my shows, and all my shows are ending next week. And yes. um, I, I'm going to say this right now, because I'm not going to, spoiler alert for people who watch The Flash, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm very mad at them right now. <laughs> I'm very, very mad at the writers Why? of The Flash right now. Because motherfuckers, <laughs> those motherfuckers <laughs> got me last night. Because this whole season, and we'll get to the show in a minute because we do have a lot to talk about. This whole season has been about Barry got transported to the future. He stole his future. He found out in his future that Iris is going to die by the hands of the main villain in this season. So the whole okay. season has been surrounding around changing the future. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, this episode, the problem was when they announced this whole storyline, they had put a linear thing to it saying that she's going to die on the 23rd of May, which is next Tuesday. Oh, which is, okay. They, put it, they, put, they literally stamped it on the show saying May 23rd, our finale. They pretty much said that on the show. Which is pretty damn cool. Okay. I give them credit for that. They do this, and then and then spoiler alert. And I'm last warning. I'm just gonna say fucking say it. Spoiler alert. Last night, last night show, they gave us next week's ending. They killed her. Okay. They killed Iris. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. I literally okay. sat there because what did what the, what the whole thing is Barry and Iris got engaged this season. It was really a cool stuff going on. So the end of the show comes, and Savitar is well, Savitar is the big villain, and he's going to kill Iris. And that's been the whole thing this whole season. And Barry can't can't, can't catch her in time. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we show this scene, and. 
Fucking Flash Riders have to pull up the heartstrings. They have to pull up the heartstrings. Because they cut to a a phone video that Iris left on Barry's phone. Okay. Of her saying her wedding vows while we're watching her be killed. I'm like, you oh, motherfuckers! <laughs> motherfuckers! Oh, come on now! <laughs> oh, that's television right there, like, ladies and gentlemen. I was so mad. I was like, come on! That's what they did last in The Flash. I'm like, give me! And next week's the finale! So how the fuck are they getting out of this? Like, how the fuck are they getting out of this one? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's great TV, though. Great television to make you that mad. It's great TV. <laughs> yeah. I also, and also, I know you're not watching S.H.I.E.L.D. You have to catch up. This season's been amazing. And you know what they did this year? It did a three-part series. Like, they did three different pods with three different stories that culminated in the finale. Oh, okay. It was well done. Like, everything that happened in the first two pods were culminated at the end of this one. Okay. It was actually well done. I, I give them a lot. They have a lot of credit. And the other thing they did is did the same thing they did last season, where they gave. I have a feeling they filmed two endings. They film an ending in case this is the series finale, and then they film an ending, knowing they're coming back next year. That's what it felt okay. like. Because last year, if you took out the last scene of last season's finale, at the series finale of this show, if you took yeah. out the very very last scene, this year they did the same thing. I'm like, bring it. Okay. I give them credit. I give them credit. Yeah. All right. Before we get into things, quick, quick live plug here. Help support the show by shopping through the Amazon link on the BelieveInSouthShow.com. I have fixed the links. The links are working, and everything looks great over there right now. I redesigned the site a little bit, and everything looks really good over there. So, on the site currently, we have two major featured items. What are they this week? Sal, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay, it dropped out for a second. You're good now. Okay, what are the featured items this week? Uh, so we have the Disney Darwin Duck uh, Orange is the New Purple, written by friend of the show, Aaron Sparrow. Yes. <laughs> and we also have the William Daniels, Here I Go Again, How I Became to Be Mr. Feeney, John Adams, and Dr. Craig Kitt, and many others. Yes, um, William Daniels, who is through the new listening to Filling the Void. Our last show before joining the network, episode 161, mm -hmm. was my interview with William Daniels. Yes. I will put that up on our feed soon. I'm, I'm making a retro show. Everyone can hear it. I did about 15-minute talk with William Daniels. Fantastic. But buy his book. I have not picked it up yet. I plan on it. But you can pick it up at theblakenshowshow.com, Amazon links, all over the place. Click on one. Help us out. It goes to a lot of fun stuff to help us out here. All right, Sal. <laughs> Since Dave won't give us our Ferrari. Yes, yeah, we won't get our Ferrari, so we have to make money our own way. And yes. uh, and somehow he has a t-shirt deal with uh, what's full circle. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Uh, anyway. What? <laughs> he lined up a square circle, the t-shirt company, for full circle. I don't understand what's going on over there. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to be a team. Anyway. <laughs> so what did I miss? <laughs> Headbanging starting already, I say. <laughs> I purposely didn't wear a hat because I wanted to do that. Okay, cool. And I'm going to fix your hair. Um, okay, and quick, real quick. Um, listening, I finished it before I hit that. If you happen to hear fans in the background of my of my end, I have two fans running because I'm fucking hot. 
because it's 80 degrees here, and it went from like 50 something to 85 while I was at work yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, yeah, I don't hear anything. So, no, oh, that's good. Okay, I have two fans on me right now. So, yeah, no, it, I just hear you. That's it. Cool. That's good. Good microphone. I mean, it means a good microphone. All right. Um, this week. There's a lot of TV news because the TV upfronts are actually going on while we're doing this. And Mandy looked at me like, what the hell is the TV upfronts? <laughs> the TV upfronts. <gasps> I didn't know about this first one. I'll get to it all. I'll get to it all. <gasps> the TV upfronts, just so people know what the TV upfronts are. Um, the reason we're getting all these rear TV announcements of cancellations and renewals is because right now in New York, all the networks are getting together to talk to advertisers for next year. Mm-hmm. So they had to put out all their stuff for next season. And the fun part about this time of the year for us as fans, we get to see all the cool stuff that's coming out next year. <laughs> and we get to talk about it. And when we last left you, when we last left you, um, we found out about Jesus Christ Superstar Live. We found out about the new American Idol, which we'll get more into later. But then Fox decided to have some fun. <laughs> Yeah. And released a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, I actually, I, do, I usually don't play Christmas songs in the middle of fucking May. <laughs> but because of this announcement. There it is. The house on Cleveland Street. Now. I'm not kidding. Do you want to miss it? My mother in the kitchen, trying in vain to get us bundled up and out the door. Randy, I mean now. Mom! Randy, now. My kid brother, Randy. Oh! And there I am. Realizing for the first time that time was my enemy. Goodbye November, Thanksgiving's gone. Now every house and home and has a plastic reindeer on its lawn. Ralphie! So Fox announced that in December, as part of all this crazy... And brother, keep in mind, in December, we're already getting Bye Bye Birdie Live on NBC. I want to make that note. We're already getting that in December. Also, we're now getting a Christmas Story the Musical Live. In December, Yay! which for those who don't know what this is, this is a show, the Broadway show that they released based on the Christmas Story movie that we all watch on Christmas Eve. It's, just, it's pretty much the exact same concept, just put the music. It's the exact same concept. It's actually what a hell of a soundtrack. I've listened to the soundtrack. It's what a hell of a soundtrack. We're listening to Counting Down to Christmas in the background. I'm guessing you know this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Christmas Story is the only christmas thing i tolerate year after year and it is by far one of my favorite movies so i'm very excited yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing how they pull this off and i'm gonna think okay cool they're doing this musical that's a big deal nbc's doing bye bye birdie and jesus christ superstar <laughs> we're getting a lot of musicals well leave it to fox to one-up everybody one more time <laughs> So, when we were taught last year, I think it was, we did a top five list of, um, we used to do that, by the way, guys, we used to do top five lists from where we talk about our favorite things that went on. And I, we actually talked about top five shows we think should be in a musical, on TV, live musical. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, rent. But I threw it out there thinking, there's no way in hell anyone's going to do rent. There's no way. Well, Fox decided we're doing rent. <laughs> and I'm elated. I'm fucking elated. I'm not going to lie. But here's the kicker. Now, I, I literally sat there. I'm like, yay, doing rent. And then like, an, like a little while later, I'm like, wait a minute. How the fuck are they going to pull off rent? Like, how are they going to do this? Because it's not exactly a 8 o'clock in primetime musical. <laughs> it's not exactly that musical. And they did a terrible job of rocking car. They didn't do it live. It was absolutely awful. By far one of the worst things I've seen anyone do in the last couple of years. And that's saying a lot. Yeah, I, I, I lot too. That's saying a lot because I, I watched a couple episodes of Impact Wrestling recently. But, um... Oh. <laughs> But anyway, so so I did some research on this. Apparently, there is a, what they call the high school treatment of this musical. And I'm like, what the fuck's the high school treatment? I looked it up. Apparently, the high school treatment takes two things out of the show. The cursing, obviously. Which really isn't much cursing. If if you know the show as well, the idea is not much cursing. There really isn't much cursing at all. Fine. It's like five or six words in the entire show. It's not that big of a deal. And they cut one song, which is Contact, which pretty much does not have to be there, as proven in the movie. It doesn't need to be there. It's pretty much just there to have a gratuitous sex scene on on stage. There really is no reason for this scene to be here. And if you really want to see this scene, I have the Broadway version on a DVD from their final performance. Buy, Buy that and watch it there. It really isn't that good. I'm not going to lie. It's not that good a presentation there. <laughs> the show itself is fantastic, but Contact really needs to be there. That being said, now I'm looking forward to it even more. Now that I know all this stuff. So I don't know what's airing. I don't know what's happening. I will let everyone know when I find out. Because I don't actually know this information yet. So what do you think it was Rent? Be on TV. It's interesting. <laughs> that came out of left field. I had no idea. Yeah. but I'm also noticing a trend here. That they don't, the only way you can do a live musical is if the show is no longer on Broadway. I'm noticing yes. a trend because the Christmas story is not on Broadway anymore. Rent, obviously, is no longer even on off Broadway anymore. Right. I'm noticing a trend here. So, those who are looking for the newer shows that are currently on Broadway to be on TV, you got to wait a while. Because we're not getting Hamilton yeah. and we're not getting those shows on TV until the runs are over. It's just, I have a feeling there's some rights reasons for this. And we're not going to sure. get it. I'm sure. I don't know what the rules are, but I have a feeling that's what's going on. Now, speaking of one more live thing that they're doing, and this one I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Um, yeah. Bulls having a blast under the sea, under the sea. <laughs> Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> no, I was hoping you were going to play that one. <laughs> Miss. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. <laughs> no, I like the first version better. Bulls <laughs> <laughs> having a blast under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> so, anyway. ABC, out of nowhere, yesterday, <laughs> announced, I can't. <laughs> announced, announced that uh, <laughs> they were doing a special live presentation of Little Mermaid on Wonderful World Disney on October 3rd. Now, the thing is, <laughs> I figured when I read this, 
I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Because they're in the middle of planning a live-action movie <laughs> in the wake of Beauty and the Beast with Lin-Manuel Miranda and Alan Macon doing the music. So I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? And then I find out that apparently this is going to be one of those things where they air the movie and then they're going to cut to a stage and have live actors sing the songs and then go back to the movie. Oh. Much like they do like the Hollywood Bowl or like things like that. I'll still watch oh, okay. it. I'll still watch it because it's Little Mermaid. <laughs> I mean, and you used to watch Little Mermaid for me is a good reason. Right. But just don't people go into this thinking it's going to be a full-out live-action musical like Rent and Christmas Story and Bye Bye Birdie and Music Superstar. It's not going to be like that. It's not. <laughs> I just, just want to put that out there now because <laughs> it's not going to be a good thing. But I, I think it's pretty cool. What do you think? Okay. I mean, I, I, it's something different. I give them credit for trying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something to try. The problem is with them, I think their problem is, like I said, they're doing the live action, the, the Little Mermaid. They're doing Beauty and the Beast. They're doing, and the, so those are their biggest shows, so they don't want to do something on TV that can't, that kind of upends their movie. Right. That they're doing. Right. So, so, moving on to other upfront news, we have some um, cancellations. One upsets Mandy, and that's Baby Daddy. That's one of her mm-hmm. favorite shows on television. She loves that show. And she's more pissed not the fact that they canceled it. It just won People's Choice Award. Oh, did it? <laughs> it just won People's Choice Award recently. She looked it up. I actually didn't know that. She looked it up herself. And it was on five years. And the problem yeah. is they're not going to get a proper finale, and they have like three or four storylines going on at once right now. I hate that. I hate when yeah, they do they're that. They're not going to get a proper finale, unfortunately. You know? Um, and then Last Man Standing got canceled, which is Tim Allen's show. And I wouldn't bring it up because I don't watch it. But apparently, this is becoming a big controversy. Because people are thinking ABC canceled the show because the show is based around conservative themes. What do you think, Sal? Uh, I mean, that's what I heard. I heard that uh, it was very, uh, you know, pro-Trump. So <laughs> I never watched the show, so I have no idea... If I never have either. Mentioned a few times, so I mean, I don't know. But, Apparently, I mean, it's a Republican thing. Is like a Republican heavy show, which is fine okay. in my opinion. I don't, I, 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 I don't hate Republicans. I'm not a big fan of our president. I'm not. I just want to clarify that I'm not a big fan of our president, much like most people. Listen, but I don't hate Republicans like some people do. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say that because I, I know some good people that are Republicans. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hate the whole freaking the whole stupid. Republican Party because of the president currently right now. <laughs> so, I don't know. But ABC is clarifying that the show was canceled not because of this, because they are they took all their comedies off Friday nights and put a couple of other things on Friday nights, which I'll get to in a second. <laughs> but I don't know. As Mandy said, if they liked the show so much, they would have found a spot for it on the lineup. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because over, over on CBS, they canceled two broke curls because the ratings are down. I understand that. That's a valid reason to cancel the show. You know, the ratings are down after six years. You know, I get it. I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Anyway, I realize I don't watch a lot of TV. I realizing that as I was going, I, know, I don't right? watch a lot of television anymore. Most of my shows are on the CW. <laughs> I realized that recently. And even then, the two shows that I want to binge on Netflix soon are both CW shows. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about binging on um, Legend of Tomorrow, and I also want to watch Riverdale. And they're both CW shows. <laughs> like, what the hell is going to CW? So, all right. 
Um, now the big news I'm excited about. This is us. It's moving from Tuesdays to Thursdays, which is exciting. Big Smart. deal. That's a big deal. They put it in. I think nine o'clock is the old time slot of Frasier and, and Seinfeld and Cheers, and that's a big time slot. Mm-hmm. And also, they're getting the post Super Bowl spot, which that's is huge. really cool. But by the way, I I don't you don't watch the show. I love the show. There's actually a big football theme on the show, so it okay. actually fits in perfectly with the Super Bowl. Matter of fact, people were saying that the popularity of the show would lead to the Steelers, who are the big team on the show. Gangs as far as they did last year. It was actually a weirdly weird like coincidence. The show was popular and the Steelers had a hot season. It was really strange coincidence <laughs> how that happened, you know? So also, ABC announced that once upon a time, one of their most popular shows they have are moving to Fridays. And then they're moving their Marvel time slot from Tuesdays to Fridays, which I do not like. Because that fucks up my week. I'm not going to lie. That fucks up my entire week. <laughs> but they're going to put the Inhuman show, that I don't really understand the concept of this damn show, <laughs> on for eight weeks, and then Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back in November, which they really have a lot of explaining to do as to the end of last night's show, but whatever. <laughs> We're going to say something, Sal. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's like uh, that's a huge move. That's like, you know... A few days, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, the end of the week. Yeah, because it was on Tuesday since the beginning of its run. That's what's weird about the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. I mean, they've been on Tuesday. Agent Carter was on Tuesday. Like, everything's always been on Tuesday. It's really strange. And I have a podcast that's going to have to change their recording schedule now. Because they do a a Friday morning S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Right, yeah. They're going to have to change their entire recording schedule now because of this. They're going to probably address this on this week's show because... Wow, I don't know how they're going to do that. They might just switch like their Flash and Shield shows because they're the same hosts. They'll just switch them. But it's a weird mm-hmm. situation. It's a weird jump, in my personal opinion. Yeah. You know? Finally, and this one I put on here for you. This is us move to Thursdays. And the lead-in, I don't know what the show is after it, but the big lead-in on this night in the old Friends time slot. This is a big deal. Will yes. and Grace returning to the air on Thursdays at 8 o'clock on NBC. Sal, I hey. know you're ecstatic. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait. I hope it's really, really good. <laughs> it looks funny. From what I've seen, it looks very funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious to know how they're going to do it, considering how the, what used to be series finale ended. The, okay. Spoiler alert. How did the show end? Okay, so spoiler alert, the show ended, and a lot of people hated it, but I loved it. Will and Grace, it was in the future, and they both had children, and they went to the same school, and it came out that Will and Grace had a huge falling out, and they weren't friends anymore. And it was the first time that they saw each other in, like, five years, and they had awkward conversation, like, you know, bringing their kids into school... And then it was just like, you know, okay, I don't want to deal with you anymore. And then they just went their separate ways. Or did those go back in time five years like that never happened? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's just, it's weird. A That's lot a of weird ending. It because, that sounds like yeah, how Uncle Betty hated ended. it. That sounds like yeah, how, because, you, ever, you know, it, and, and you, yeah, I was going to say, you know me, I 
I don't like the cookie cutter endings. Like I like that kind of stuff because yeah. that's real life. You know what I mean? Like when friends ended, it was like, yeah, everybody got what they wanted, whatever, whatever. And I was like, well, you know, they could have done something a little different. But like, friends ended like friends should there. end. Friends ended like friends should end. That show ended the way it should have ended. You know what I mean? They needed yeah. a happy ending. Yeah. Seinfeld was a show that ended weird. That show ended strange. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. you know what I mean, certain shows have to end a certain way. Like I was gonna say, the, the comparison I was making with Grace is like, have you ever seen the Ugly Betty series finale? No, I didn't. Ugly Betty, spoiler alert, ended because they sent the um, um, Betty got a job away from the company she was working for the whole time, and she tra- she left, and then she ran into Daniel five years later into the future at her new where she was living now and then they just sat down for dinner and I thought the show went off the air. I'm like, well, that's unique. That's an ending I didn't expect. Like, I didn't expect that ending but it was a cool ending for me. I know Manny didn't like it. I liked the ending. Like, it's something different. Yeah. It was a unique ending. I'm like, okay, that's not what I expected but alright. Okay, cool. You know, at least you got an ending. At least you got to say goodbye. You know, <laughs> at least you got to say goodbye. I'm like the freaking baby daddy people <laughs> we talked about. You know, at least you're getting a finale. Hey, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, okay, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm intrigued. I am very intrigued how this show works. I know, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. And the other one I didn't write here and I forgot to write down, but Roseanne's coming back. That's another one that I'm kind of How's that going to work? How back. the fuck is that going to work? Didn't they, um, again, spoiler, didn't they kill off, um, fucking, um, um what's his name? Uh, yep. Dan? The whole season, yeah, the whole season nine, he was dead. It he was, was dead, uh, right? They killed a, him off, right? I was like, didn't they kill him off? A, it, yeah, it was her imagination that whole season. Yeah, like, that, how the hell are they going to explain that one? You know I mean? that's, that's something I want to know how they're going to pull that off. What's the fact, which Beck, as Mandy put it, which Becky's going to be on the show? <laughs> right. Another valid question. Exactly. Like, it's a little question you have to answer, you know what I mean? Because, like, I'm, like, Gourmet's <laughs> Row, when they did their big reunion episode... They made a joke out of both Morgans being on the show. <laughs> they brought them both back and made a joke out of it. Like, I thought that was brilliant. Like, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Like, okay, that's cool. You made fun of yourself and made a good joke out of it at the same time, you know? So, good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope Will and Grace and Roseanne do very, very well because I want I want the pressure for friends to come back. Oh, and yeah, I know. The mandate for friends to come back. Oh, me amazing. So, okay, moving on. We were talking about American Idol last week. Yes. And <laughs> you go and say, Kelly Clarkson should be a judge on American Idol. That's what you said. You said that on yes. our show. That, well, that was the rumor. The day after we're doing our show, we put the show up on Friday morning, and then Friday afternoon we get an alert that Kelly Clarkson's now a judge on The Voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's timing. <laughs> that timing. <laughs> Her and Jennifer yes. Hudson, two idol alums, are now going to be voices on. Are going to be judges on The Voice. <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? Who are they replacing, though? I don't know. They they usually rotate judges on that show. They have a rotation. So they probably just have yeah, another rotation. True. But you never noticed that like one season they have like Blake Shelton, and the next season they have like another group of people. Like, it's a ridiculous group. They always do it over there, you know. Also, I didn't write this down. Daughtry, Chris Daughtry, is going to be a judge on Idol. Yes, that I saw. That's intriguing. That's absolutely intriguing. Fox is pissed about it. I heard, uh... Oh, really? The network itself is pissed. Because Idol's coming back. And they're pissed at the company. Now, ABC. ABC is doing their thing. ABC, you're giving a pass to. They're pissed at the company. 
for coming back after only being off one year. Right. Because we made this big deal out of this grand finale, and now you're coming back already. So fuck right. this piss. Right, yeah, that, that's what I said last week. You did. So fuck this piss. <laughs> you know, this is going to be a fun story to follow for the next few months. It really is going to be a fun story to follow for us <laughs> until next January when the show launches. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun to follow this. So, all right, well, before we get into the two last things I have written here, as I mentioned when we were going into the Amazon thing, I have some plugs I have to play. So let me play the uh, another one of the plugs I have to play with us. Okay. Hi everyone, it's Mandy, and when I'm not playing Mrs. Blake, or Dean Ambrose's biggest fan, or, spoiler alert, Olga, I can be found on mkemomsblog.com. There are 30 amazing women in the Milwaukee area who make up the MKE Moms Blog team, and we're all passionate about giving back to the community, about life, and loving our families. You can find us over on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or at mkemomsblog.com. Please check it out and support us. Thanks! Alright, Sal, moving on. She came clean! (laughs) After all these years. For those who don't know... Oh my god, the bombshell! After all all these years. Hey, for those who don't know that are new... We, we had a running gag for like four fucking years on this show. Then so we had a Bulgarian, a Bulgarian lady calling into the show called Olga. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that Mandy and Mandy, I have to explain this to her new listeners. We have a lot of new listeners now. I have to really explain our bits. <laughs> so, all right. Bombshell. Bombshell, yes. Moving on. Now, in the next two are sports stories. I'm not going to play the sports intro because it's two really long to do at this point because there's only two stories and we're not pointing getting into the playoffs because it's still going on by the way though fucking predators game last night was fantastic what a game what a <laughs> fucking game last night <laughs> holy shit did you watch the period of the game no because i was not paying attention to uh the b show Oh, I, I jumped over to their after after the Asia SmackDown ended. We'll get to that in a little while. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that after SmackDown ended. I jumped right over to the game, and it was one nothing Ducks. And I jump over there, and um, two the fucking Preds got two goals disallowed in a matter of like thirty seconds because of goalie interference. Oh wow! Two goals in thirty seconds got disallowed. Apparently, three goals in this game got disallowed. <laughs> and this is after the Predators tied the game. <laughs> they tied the game. It's one-one, and two goals in this line. And we're in Nashville. The crowd's getting pissed off. The crowd is getting really, really pissed. Because the second yeah, goal, I would. The first goal goes in, and they wave it off immediately. No goal, no goal, goal interference. They didn't call a penalty. Fine, whatever. The second time, thirty seconds later, the same thing happens. They call a goal interference, no goal, and then they call a penalty for goal interference. The second time, huh. the crowd was livid! The crowd was livid! <laughs> yeah, I would be too. Because not only did they get a goal taken away, they have a penalty now they have to do. And the duck power play has been pretty hot in this series. In fact, the only goal they got last night was the power play goal. So they, they start throwing their, ta- their their rally towels onto the ice <laughs> in aggravation. <laughs> and all of a sudden, in the middle of all this, you hear the announcer saying, please do not throw stuff onto the ice. Please do be 
refrain from throwing stuff onto the ice while they're explaining this call to the crowd. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And all of a sudden, in wrestling, in wrestling form, the crowd all of a sudden starts chanting, this ref sucks. This ref sucks. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, it was absolutely incredible. The Preds ended up winning the game 2-1 to one on a power play goal with like 2.43 left in the game. But it was a fantastic period of hockey. <laughs> that was so much Man, fun. Man, if I would have known, I would have loved to watch that instead of the B show. Oh my God. It was after the, just after SmackDown ended. So it was after oh, was SmackDown. It? Oh, it was, shit. The third period was after SmackDown ended. So it was a fantastic third period of hockey. So anyway, back to what we were actually talking about. On the list of things we're actually talking about. You're out. You're out on the East Coast, and for those who don't know, because Sal lives in Jersey, bring me to the atmosphere in the area with the whole Derek Jeter thing going on on Sunday. Oh yeah, it was a big deal. Um, you know, he he was really like I, I'm not really a baseball fan. No, I know you're not. If I bring it um, up. Yeah, I'm just like I'm. You know, whatever. It's it's too boring for me. I just can't do it. But. I was always a Derek Jeter fan because he was, yeah, he was just like one of those players that you just liked. You know what I mean? Like, um, I remembered um, at Sunday, right? Was yeah, Sunday? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, I was driving home from work and I remembered. Oh wait, they're retiring his jersey today. So I clicked over to uh, the uh, WFAN on our uh, on our radio station, right? And uh, I actually got to listen to the retirement ceremony on the radio. I mean, it was pretty cool. And then you probably heard this. You know, I was asked recently by someone. They said if you could trade places with one person, who would it be? And I say this very humbly. There isn't a person or player I would trade places with that's playing now or ever. And the reason why I say that is because I got a chance to play for a first-class organization and in front of the greatest fans in the history of sports. You know, you played here in New York for 20 years. You know, I learned that time flies, memories fade, but family is forever. And I'll be eternally grateful to be a part of the Yankee family. So I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you very much. That was the last minute of his speech from Sunday night. I, I knew this was going on, and ESPN actually had it on national. I didn't have a chance to watch it. Oh, wow, really? That's yeah, great. It was ESPN broadcasting the whole thing nationally. It was a big deal. Baseball Tonight did it live. It was a very, very big deal. The game was actually a national game. The ESPN game was actually a national game Sunday night. So they right. could show this. And the funny part is it was the second part of a doubleheader, and the first part wasn't televised here. It was the second half was. But oh. um, it was um, they showed it here. I didn't get to watch it on Sunday night. I'm like, Predators game, Chiefs retirement. Predators game. I can see Jesus retirement a thousand times tomorrow on ESPN. I'm going to watch the Predators game. I'm going to watch the Predators game. You know? So I did see it about a thousand times the next day. I'm like, Mike, so it didn't really matter. I didn't get to see it. (laughs) But, um, no, I was was a Mets fan when I was in Jersey. 
So I wasn't a Yankee fan, but I never hated him. And that's the same for right. the people hated Derek Jeter. Right. I respected the man because he deserves the respect that he got. And good for him. Hall of Famer soon. It's a big deal. Oh, I, absolutely. And I you know he's going to be involved with the uh, franchise in one way, shape, or form. Didn't he, so. did, wasn't he part of the fran- one of the team that bought the Marlins? Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Something I like that, yeah. I think he bought the Marlins. That's <laughs> when he bought the Marlins recently. For like a whole bunch of people. Yeah, it was, it was just a big deal. So, okay. Moving on. One more sports thing. We don't even talk about because it's not our thing. But Scotty called in <laughs> talking about Chelsea winning the Premier League. For those wondering, I don't watch soccer. So I have no idea what he's going to talk what he talked about. But we're going to... Chelsea Handler won the whole league? Well, I, I funny part is, I started, funny part is, I'm not paying attention, I see Chelsea, it's also the name of Scotty's dog. <laughs> oh, his dog won too? That's fantastic. <laughs> Scotty's dog is named Chelsea? So since I'm not paying attention, I think he's talking about his dog, and there's always the soccer team. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> so, anyway, so what we're going to do is, he actually recorded it himself on his mom's tablet and sent it to me. So... Wow. I will throw it to that audio, and then I'm going to play one more spot, and then we'll go to the wrestling. How's that sound? Okay.
So, let me ask you a question. You ever had that one player who came off the bench late in a game, really didn't play that many minutes, and end up scores the game-winning goal to get you a championship? Well, that's what happened this past Friday. Let me bring it back a little bit. So we're at Friday. Chelsea needs just one game to win the Premier League title. They're playing West Brom, which I'll be in at West Brom. Uh, West Brom had a couple chances. Chelsea playing a little bit more cautiously, I feel. But obviously, uh, um, they were wanting to win this game because it won them the title. So, 82nd minute, uh, Antonio Conte. Uh, potentially the manager of the year for Chelsea decides to bring on a striker who really hadn't seen much action all year. Um, paid a lot of money for him from uh, the French League, came over, didn't impress us as much as we thought he would, uh, but that's okay. So Antonio Conte decides probably about in the 70th minute that he's going to put on Michi Batshuayi. And uh, it turned out to be an amazing decision for the manager as Michi scored the game winner with 82 minutes on the clock. And of course, as you know, soccer, the clock goes up. So that would have been eight minutes remaining in the game plus any stoppage time that was available on the clock. So Michi scores. It's one nothing Chelsea. All they had to do was see this result out and they would become champions. And that's what they did. Chelsea winning their fifth Premier League title. Um, I cried, not going to lie. I was crying in my office. I watched the game during my lunch hour, and it was uh, very special. Um, we don't get the trophy yet. They'll get it uh, this Sunday, um, May 21st. That's just how the Premier League is. Um, you don't get the trophy until the last day of the year, or if it's your last home game. Um, but since our last home game falls on the last day of the year, that's when we'll get the trophy uh, about the season, it was up and down. We started decent. Um, wasn't the way we wanted to after coming off a 10th uh, place finish last year. Um, a lot of the players didn't respect our old manager who uh, won a few championships in the past, but he just basically lost the locker room, and that was Jose Mourinho. Um, so we finished 10th place last year, and we come in, win our first two games, tie against Swansea, lose against Arsenal and Liverpool, and then Antonio Conte decides, you know, he looked at the players we have and he saw you have Marcos Alonso, who is, uh, you know, he played him at a right wing back, and then you have uh, um, Victor Moses, who he could play at a wing back as well. Um, he played Victor Moses at right wing back and uh, Alonso left, my apologies. But so you look at that situation and you think, okay, well, if we have those wing backs, why can't we move to a 3-4-3 formation? Our defenders are solid. You know, you have uh, Dobby Luiz. You have probably the best defender in the league this year, Cesar Azpilicueta. You have Gary Cahill. So you had your options in defense. Why didn't you, you know, switch to a 3-4-3 formation? That's exactly what he did. So he put three attacking players up top. Four midfielders, and when you have N'Golo Conte in the midfield, uh, he's just a workhorse, and he's going to win you every ball. He may not give you the greatest pass in the world, but he's going to win you every ball. Um, he, uh, a very hardworking player. So we come up uh, and we win 13 straight during the year. You know that brings us in great position. Um, 
once we lose that 13 straight, uh, lost a couple games, but then we just kept on winning, kept on winning, lost a couple here and there, and finally it got to the point where Tottenham were on our tails, and we picked it up again. You know, Tottenham did very well this year. They're going to finish second. Uh, definitely a young squad. They definitely have a promising future. So it was something uh, we knew that, you know, they could easily take this title from us. So we just had, they Chelsea had to keep winning each game. <clears throat> and that's what they did. And uh, when they took that last game on uh, May 12th, um, that secured three points. And then again on Monday they won. So right now they have 90 points. If they win on Sunday, they'll beat their own record and have 93 points for the year. So, that's the Chelsea report. Uh, London is officially blue again. And uh, looking forward to getting back into Champions League and trying to defend our title again next year. All right, have a good night. Exclusively on Patreon.com slash Blake and Sal Show. One, two, For this month, you can hear the audio from the Ring of Honor live event unauthorized from Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I got nothing but time, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of average people. Here, as the crowd goes crazy. And here, as Blake and Mark try to break down the show despite losing their voice about an hour into the show. All that and more on Patreon.com slash Blake and Sal Show for only $1 a month to get this show and others. We are average! We are average! We are average! And again, it's Patreon.com slash Blake and Sal Show. Come on here and say a thing or two. You all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. What are you for, <laughs> That's so ratchet. We are every Hey, you doing? How you doing? Glorious! Happy birthday, America! I'm the only one who blows my girl! Listen, because, 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 I am Lance Catamaran. All right. <laughs> we're back, Sal. <laughs> I feel like we're doing an actual show here with the commercial spots. Like, we're actually doing a real show. So. Who plays the, the fabulous guitar in the background? That was great. One of our spots? That's Scotty. 
That's all Scotty's I, I, yes. I, I wanted to give him and his uh, championship winning dog a, champ, uh, a shout out. <laughs> Yeah, all the beds you hear, by the way, all these things are actually from our guitarist, Scotty, except for our opening, which is different, but everything else is him, so that's pretty cool. So, before we get into the news and, well, Randy Orton being Randy Orton, um, last week, somehow, we missed some major stuff that I completely forgot to talk about. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella had their kid, and I completely oh, yeah, forgot right. to bring it up last week. I completely forgot about that last week. So that happened. Congratulations to them. Also, remember... I heard I heard she already has a contract with uh, NXT. <laughs> well, apparently, um, she had a twenty. Apparently, Brie had a twenty-two hour labor and had to have a C-section. I was like, holy shit! Aww. Manny understands that pain. She had a twelve-hour had to have C-section. So there you go. <laughs> she understands that pain. But anyway, but that happened. Also, remember Sarah Lee, the winner of Tough Enough. I was gonna say the. Uh... The, the K company? <laughs> oh, certainly. are tough enough. She actually yes. had a kid this week, too, from Wesley Blake. Her and they had a kid this week, too. No. <laughs> that got overshadowed okay. because of Dana Bryan and Brie Bell's kid. So that got overshadowed. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's pretty cool. So good for them. So, also, remember last week I played the wonderful audio of Scott Steiner? That wonderful audio of yes. Scott Steiner last week. <laughs> well, that got me to thinking, yes. maybe I should find more of these wonderful speeches that we can play on this show. Oh, dear God. And I didn't write this on the red cheek, and I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> I did not write okay. this down. Uh, so, here we go. I grew up locked in a basement, suffering severe psychological and emotional scarring when my brother set my parents on fire. From there, I shifted around <laughs> among a series of mental institutions until I was grown, at which point I buried my brother alive. Twice. Since then, I've set a couple of people on fire and abducted various co-workers. Oh, and I uh, once electrocuted a man's testicles. Years ago, I had a girlfriend named Katie, but uh, let's just say that that didn't turn out so well. My real father is a guy named Paul Bearer, who I recently trapped in a meat locker. I've been married, divorced, broke up my ex-wife's wedding and tombstoned the priest. And for reasons never quite explained, I have an unhealthy obsession with torturing Pete Rose. <laughs> you know what? I remember that. Glenn Jacobs does not get enough credit for the way he does that shit. <laughs> does not get enough credit. <laughs> oh, shit. Glenn Jacobs, by the way. Um, I remember that. Dr. Shelby, that. for those who don't remember us from this, from first to first um, anger management session with Dr. Shelby. <laughs> from the first one, that turned into one of the best running gags of that entire year. Yeah. That was right after before summer. I was right after SummerSlam five years ago. Jeez. I did not realize that was almost five years old already. That's insane. So, Daniel Bryan and KD, look it up if you've never seen it. It's some of the funny, it's on the network, by the way. They have a whole package on the network in the Daniel Bryan section of them doing a therapy session. It's absolutely hysterical. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's some of the funniest shit you'll ever see. Because <laughs> it's dry comedy, and that's what makes it fun. Like, it's so dry and over the top. Because Daniel Bryan's playing this cartoon character, and Kate's doing this dry delivery on top of it all. And you're not going to show trying to put the pieces together. It's absolutely hysterical. It's some of the funniest shit. 
I remember a point where um Kane was chasing Leander Bryant and Shelby stops him and then for some reason, for no reason explained at all, Leander Bryant pops out of a freaking big, big like wooden crate for no reason whatsoever. Like he just pops out of the crate. <laughs> it made no sense at all, but it was funny because it was them. <laughs> so go look at that people. It's definitely worth it. It's absolutely worth it. It's, it's some of the funniest shit you'll ever see. So here we go. <laughs> Right, you aren't the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sal? I was not expecting that to come out of your mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I, we don't have a lot of news. It's actually a slow news week, which is not a bad thing for us. We've got a paper news to cover. So it's a very slow news week. <laughs> so, so I want to read what I wrote on the sheet, exactly what I wrote on the sheet, because it's just funny how I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I kind of like Randy Orton as a jerk. I'd rather do that, but uh, Randy Orton pisses off the internet world. Yes. So, so, let's explain what happened here. I actually have all the tweets in front. Not all the tweets. There's a lot more tweets than this. I just put my favorites. <laughs> my favorites on here. Put a little collage together of my favorites. Which you can, by the way, find on the Blake and Sal Show Facebook page. I put this collage there so people can see it as a reference point. But, so Rip Rogers. I don't even know who Rip Rogers actually is, but Rip Rogers put a tweet up. <laughs> Put a tweet up. He was retweeting somebody else's tweet. It's one of those situations. And this is what the tweet said. Just got this. Every indie match now. Handshake. Drawn out move exchange. This is awesome chant. Strike exchange. Dive. No sell indie strong style. Dive. More strikes. No sells. Dive. Flippy flop sequence. Dive. Hit everyone with each other's finisher. Then humpty dumpty all, we all fall down. Fight forever chant. <laughs> <laughs> Fight forever chat. Rinse and repeat until every move is useless and means nothing. Dive. Take unsafe shot that looks like shit and hurts like hell. Then roll up finish. Handshake and hug after a match. Everyone's hands rage. All these guys all these guys chant. Go home and type on social media thanking your opponents and company for the match and telling others they should book these guys. Dot 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 dive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I didn't write this straight food. I just said it the first time. Randy Orton retweeted this and simply put dot 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 dive. <laughs> so, this set a, a firestorm on Twitter. <laughs> a firestorm of people that were fuming pissed. Wrestlers and non wrestlers alike fuming pissed. And funny part is Batista came to Orton's side, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, I know that. Batista in the middle of hyping Garden's guy who took, took Randy Orton's side. So there you go. <laughs> so before we get to the second part of this, Sal, what are your reactions to the first paragraph of this? <laughs> um, I, I see where he's coming from. Yeah. I, I, I can see where he's coming from. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I go to indie shows and. He sounded like he just described the Young Bucks match. <laughs> he just described any Young Bucks. And I like the Young Bucks. The Bucks of Youth? I love the Bucks of Youth. Don't get me wrong. I have an autographed picture of them on my wall right above my addiction poster. Addiction signed autograph. I have a lot of signed autographs on my wall. But I do. Have, I met the Young Bucks. They're really cool guys. And they're supposed to be heels. That's the one thing about the Young Bucks. They're supposed to be heels. They're not! They're the most over baby faces in Ring of Honor, but they're, they're the leader they're part of a heel faction in Japan. Someone gotta explain this to me. I don't understand how this works. <laughs> the biggest heel faction in Japan is the Bullet Club. The Young Bucks are the champions of Ring of Honor in the Bullet Club. 
But they're the biggest faces in Ring of Honor in this country. It's ridiculous. But um, anyway, Orin does have a valid point, but the way it was worded here was actually really crazy. So yes, the one highlight I didn't put here was Bully Ray. So Bully Ray is currently in ROH, and I got to see him tag with um, the Briscoes when I went to show it authorized. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, he actually toasted me because he actually went to the bar, got a he got a beer before an autograph signing intermission and toasted the fans from the bar, which was cool. Yeah. So, well, then he um, put a picture of him doing a, a, a frog splash, which is absolutely hysterical watching Bully Ray doing a frog splash, drew a frog splash, and then put, a, put, a, put the caption that says, dive, dot, 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 and then a little like the, this motion. The thing. So that, he puts that up. Well, then Orton's response is, this is baby laugh. This baby laugh so hard. LOL, there's a difference between a young, hungry talent diving and an old, out-of-shape, quote-unquote, vet, dot, 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 falling. Keep in mind, this went on for hours. This went on for fucking hours the other day. <laughs> so, and to Orton's credit, by the way, he didn't take any of this shit down. So this is all is out there for people to read. So to his credit, nice. he didn't take any of this down. So then, <laughs> later night, this is where I caught on to the story, because I didn't know anything about this until I was on Twitter later on in the night, and I saw this. Orton put a tweet out. I really need to issue an apology. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he typed up on his notepad, which, by the way, I cut it out of here. His phone is dying. It's 8% on the top of the screen. I want to make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> he was tweeting all day. So it's all pretty funny. So... Sorry to the indie marks. Yes, yeah, no apology there. No apology there, Randy. Sorry to the indie marks. Indie guys and old timers who do dives took offense. <laughs> Just having a good time over a few drinks in Denmark, closing the SmackDown Live tour, while beating Raw in making over five million dollars in the last eleven shows. <laughs> now. I know that to some of some that doesn't equate to a standing room only crowd of 150, pay eight dollars an armory somewhere. But in the big boy world, that's called putting asses in seats. <laughs> called putting asses in seats. So enjoy your flips, dies in 20 super kicks per match, to each their own. But I will go dive back into my 13th title reign and go and get ready to flip when my bank statement comes this month. Dot dot dot. Headlock. <laughs> oh, Orin. By the way, one of the young bucks tweeted him and said, um, I accept your apology. <laughs> okay, I, I guarantee it was late loud that was covered in sarcasm, but it made me laugh, so I just yes. and share. Well, and the world keeps on spinning. Yeah, by the way, I do want to note that he literally just described the young bucks match again. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know, right? I think I saw about forty-five super kick spots in the Young Bucks match. The match was twenty oh my minutes. God. <laughs> that was maybe twenty minutes. <laughs> so that happened. I think I, I think I need a drink after all that. <laughs> so that happened. Like I said, it was a slow news week, but thank you, Warren, for being a jerk and putting all that up there for us to read. I appreciate that. It gave us some content. <laughs> so meanwhile, Ring of Honor had their pay per view last weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, number one, Marty Scroll, who again supposed to be a heel, <laughs> supposed to be a heel, joined the Bullet Club. Again, supposed to be a heel, 
Thank God I standing ovation for joining Bullet Club. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> the video that I saw. By the way, Marty Skull is actually called the villain. Yeah, when he signed my picture when I was at Ring of Honor unauthorized, he put a smile on his face <laughs> on the picture. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and Mandy looked at the picture and like, that guy looks too mean to put a smile on his face on your picture. <laughs> I want to see. Take a picture. I want to see. I will. It's on my wall. I have to get up and take a picture for you. But, um, the uh, also though at this show Adam, the the more important note is Adam Cole said goodbye to Ring of Honor and oh. then the Bullet Club wrote him off and beat him up but anyway <laughs> Adam Cole he is leaving Ring of Honor officially so that's a big deal so I expect to see him. well apparently he's doing some indie spots and then he's going to be possibly okay. in NXT oh coming soon. So that's a big deal. Well, between him and... Between, <laughs> yes. Between him and Kyle O'Reilly, they're both coming to um, NXT soon. So I'm going to have to do this after the show. I can't get a good angle. I can't get a good angle. I'm going to have to do it after the show because my headphones are set up. But, um... So that's happening. So that's pretty cool. So let's move on. Okay. So I'm going to throw into this. On Friday night, we have the WWE United Kingdom Championship Special on the network. Now, I could easily have us sit here and go through the matches and yada, yada, yada. But I figured, since we have two other shows to preview. And I have a buddy that lives in the UK that owes us a favor. <laughs> <laughs> I cashed in my favor, and he's coming on to talk about the UK Championship Special. So let's throw it to me and Hayden Glebe from ProWrestling.net. All right. Without further ado, let me bring on my special guest for this part of the show. Um, I realized, as we're going on the air, this is his first time on the main show, so everybody <laughs> knows what that means who listens to this show in the past. So, here we go. That's what I'm here to do, and it really makes me happy to introduce to you. Now with the proper theme music on this show from ProWrestling.net, Hayden Glade. Hayden, how you doing? <laughs> I'm not too bad. How you doing, Blake? <laughs> not too bad at all. I figured you'd appreciate the intro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you compare, compare me to Jack Gallagher or, or whether or not it's just a generic, stereotypical British music. Um, I, I actually try to go the uh, up-tempo music for people, and I, I like this one a lot, so it works out nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, let me turn that off in the background. See, everyone everyone on the show has theme music, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 why, why couldn't it be something cool and hip and young and awesome? You know, the very opposite of me. You should be very lucky that the that, that Darren singing Old Man Gleed is on the pay side. I'm promising that, and I can't use that. <laughs> I can't legally use it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Because <laughs> it was tempting, but I, it's not the pay side, so I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I invited you on at very last minute, and I blame WWE for this, because <laughs> they told us that we're having a UK um, championship special Friday night on Monday morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we didn't know about this. We, I do try to plan in advance. This is one of those things I couldn't do. <laughs> so... Well, this, this is the thing, because coming out of it, the, the news was 
that the uh, from these tapings we were going to get the uh, the setup for the matches for NXT Takeover on Saturday. So as time was going on, I was kind of thinking, well, they're leaving it a bit last minute. They they surely can't sort of broadcast it afterwards. And as you said, they released a, um, a, a press release to all, all the all the media sites on Monday, sort of announcing this. And it was kind of like. Okay, that's my Friday night plans all out of the window. <laughs> well, the funny part about this, well, for, uh, yeah, but for you, it's a actually it would be on what about right now when yeah. on Friday, right? About this time. I'm just trying to figure well, out like the time difference. It'd be on around this time. I'm getting off work when this thing is actually going on live. I'm going to watching it in prime time in my time slot because <laughs> it goes Excellent. on. It'll be on at this time Friday, and I'm at work still, so <laughs> I won't be watching it live, unfortunately. <laughs> so. He, I say that because back, um, I think it was Beast in the East back way back when they um, yes. did that, and that was perfect for me because I start work early in the morning and I watched that entire show live until I got to work, and then I watched Finn Balor and Kevin Owens in the lunchroom at work before my shift started <laughs> <laughs> on my phone. That's the way to start your day. That was a fantastic <laughs> way to start my day. It really was. <laughs> so anyway, back to this show, um, UK mm-hmm. UK stuff. First of all, the big announcement is that Jim Ross and Nigel McGuinness are our play-by-play yeah. announcers. This is, this is amazing. This is actually fantastic. Am I right? Um, yes and no. <laughs> Nigel McGuinness in Ring of Honor wasn't my favorite commentator. He had a tendency of, of putting himself over at the expense of some of the talent from time to time. Um, but from the from the work that he's done in WWE, uh, he's, he's been terrific. You know, he's, he's been complete opposite. He's... he's Brought a, a commanding voice and a, and, a, and a voice of experience, and, and it's been a um, it's, it's been a breath of fresh air. Actually, it's, it's been what I always thought Nigel McGuinness should have been in Ring of Honor. Um, so that that's that's the only thing that I worry about is that he might slip into his old Ring of Honor habits, but that, that's probably not going to happen. But Jim Ross just calling the the action for a start for for an old time fan like myself, you know, just hearing that voice calling it in itself lends a, a voice of authority to the product and then you know obviously he's going to have done his homework he um, did the commentary on the world of sports wrestling in the uh, UK back in January so you know he's, he's familiar with the UK indie scene I think he's done a few pay-per-views as well for you know, WCPW so he's, he's familiar with the talent as well so I'm really looking forward to it I'll be honest yeah I, it's funny I have any my son's actually looking forward to this special because we watched the tournament together so he's looking forward to the special oh excellent and um I haven't told him JR is calling it yet <laughs> I haven't told him and he knows JR because he watched a lot I've been we last year before Wrestlemania we went and watched like a lot of old Wrestlemanias because he wanted to see the wrestlers he likes they're watching a yeah. lot of Wrestlemania. so we got to hear JR calls so he knows <laughs> JR so he knows the guy so this is gonna be fantastic he's gonna freak out yeah, he will freak out it's gonna be great so Looking at this card, and I was, um, we're actually in the order of the show. We're going to be talking about takeover after this on the show order, but mm-hmm. on the show, me and Sally Ray did the preview for it. It'll be on after this, but we were making fun of the fact that they they announced these matches and at the same time spoiled their match for Saturday. <laughs> of yeah, like, yeah. So that was, that was a, a bit cringe. <laughs> so I was just, um, we'll talk about the people in the matches because we already know who wins. <laughs> we already know who wins these matches. <laughs> And that's, of course, the UK... Well, what do you think of Tyler Bate as the UK champion? I'll start there. I I really like him. Um, I I take credit for uh, a year ago predicting big things for him. Obviously, I was just throwing it against the wall and that sort of stuck. But uh, no, he's, he's 
for someone in the age of 20 years old, it's insane how talented he is. He's incredibly strong. He knows how to wrestle. He's got all the basics absolutely nailed down. And as a babyface, he is a very charismatic person and, and someone that the crowd want to get behind. And for me, he's the sort of perfect sort of person to have as, as your centerpiece when you sort of start in a new promotion because, you know, he'll, he'll be the guy that everyone around Roots 4 wants to see do well. And then if, if, a, if, a, if a heel, um, in this case, Pete Dunne, sort of manages to sort of steal the title from him, then it's going to tr- uh, translate a lot of heat onto Pete Dunne. And that's going to be the basis of, of a fantastic sort of uh, first uh, sort of um, a feud in the, in the UK sort of championship. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm a big. I, I do like Tyler Bate a lot. Um, I do worry about him um, ever becoming a heel because he's been doing a lot of heel work on the progress wrestling uh, scene over the last six months. And I'll be honest, he's not very good. <laughs> uh, but, but again, he's you know he's he's a youngster, so you know he he, he will learn. Um, and uh, having the basis of of a hot babyface run at the start of of this uh, a new division in WWE will uh, will be a good basis for him. Because I thought, like, during the tournament, the story they told for him was amazing. I thought that was a well-done yeah. story. This is basic. It was such a basic story, but it was so yeah. perfectly ex- executed, as it would say. Um, he's mm-hmm. facing off against Mark Andrews, a man who people know from, like, TNA, if you watch that. But Mark Andrews actually impressed me in the tournament as well. I had never seen him outside of TNA, so I was actually <laughs> impressed by him. Are you really going to ask me about Mark Andrews and not expect me to uh, to mention the fact he's Welsh? Exactly why I was setting it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, of, of course, you know, Tyler Bate is a, a magnificent talent, but he's not Welsh. So obviously he's not as good as Mark Andrews. <laughs> you know, that's, that just goes without saying. But uh, in all seriousness, he, he is uh, he's, he's one of these wrestlers who I saw quite a lot around the sort of local indie scene coming up. Um I, I actually went to the same university as him, so there was a lot of buzz about him um, for, for a long time. And then obviously he went to TNA, and, and he never really got given a chance. He, he, he would have these extravision matches, which were essentially exhibition matches that had no sort of meaning outside of just trying to in- entertain the crowd, which you know sounds like a, like a silly thing to say, but it never felt like a fight. Now... Um, in progress, especially, uh, and and also in the tournament, uh, the WWE tournament. But in pro, he looks like he's in a fight. He looks like he just wants to beat the holy hell out of his opponents. And that's the myth always been with Mark Andrews, and literally having fantastic matches with everybody he wrestles at the moment. And it's it's a it's a great resurgence from even 12 months ago when I saw him in a dark match in, at the TNA tapings in 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 London. You know, the, the the difference is night and day. Well, imagine Pete Dunne, who is currently mm-hmm. currently the progress champion, I believe. Am I correct? I'm not even sure if he still is or not at this point. I, I, I usually go by you guys' audio, so I actually am not sure. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure if he's still progress I'll, I'll champion on, at this point. I'll be honest with you. He had a, he had a match on uh, on Sunday, just gone, and the, the actual show hasn't gone up on the progress on demand site yet. So... I stay away from spoilers okay. so I can react accordingly for uh, for for the audio as, as as you kindly mentioned. 
Um, so I don't know what the result was. I assume he still is, but uh, as it stands at the moment, he, he might not be. I know that's a bit of a cop out answer. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. I just, I was just, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to look it up and spoil something for you. So that's why I yeah. wasn't sure. So, but Pete Dunn, I, I actually was impressed with him in the tournament. Like, I was convinced he was going to win the tournament. I really was convinced until the end <laughs> he was going to win. And I thought, like, though they're surrounding this whole second day around him. Like, this is his story to win this tournament. Pete Dunham, from your point of view, I know you've been watching him for a while. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, it, it's, it's quite funny, actually, because back in, back in September, even, he was, he was uh, one of these guys who was having good matches. But there was just, again, there was just something missing. There, there was just this, how can I put this? He, he, he took the, the title in progress from uh, essentially Mark Haskins who had to vacate the belt and it, it, it progress sort of elevated him I think before his time they hadn't really built him up and there was questions surrounding you know whether or not he was someone who is really a main eventer at this time you know in, in the UK indie scene he's proven everybody any doubt is wrong you know I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say I was completely and totally wrong at the moment uh, in progress it feels like the main event you know, and it's 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 great to see because he's got that swagger, he's he's got that heel mannerisms down to a T, and that cockiness, and and that I'm I'm amazing, and you have to deal with it sort of swagger. It's just fantastic, and he's obviously carrying it over to the to the WWE uh, UK Championship. As you said, he was he was he was the the guy that they built the stories around in the tournament, and he's the guy that most people remember um, coming out of it, and. Um, in fact, I took my nephew to a, uh, a Cardiff WWE SmackDown house show back uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, and uh, they had a six-man match. And the only person that my nephew uh, could, could remember from the tournament was Pete Dunne. And he, he said, I love to hate this guy. Uh -huh. so and true. That's, 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 that sort of said it all, you know? That's so true. That's the best villain. You love to hate yeah. him. It's the, by far the best. And I, we were, I was joking around on the main, on the show, I was joking around that we were making fun of. I think I was hyping up my ROH like audio that I put up about unauthorized. We're talking about unauthorized, and we were talking about I was I went to unauthorized the house show here in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. uh, you actually mm -hmm. thank you for the shout out by the way when you were talking about that on the show. I appreciated the shout out, but um, oh, that's okay, no worries. But um, I was joking around about how it's like the Young Bucks, they're heels that everybody loves. <laughs> they're not really heels. Because they get cheered for everything they do for no reason whatsoever. Dot 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 yep. dive. Um, the, and then, they're, 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 part of, they're part of a heel faction, but yet they they too sweet the crowd and uh, and uh, uh, elect cheers and and responses from the crowd. Yeah. And then the funny part was okay, Marty Scroll. It's for those who don't don't know, Marty Scroll now is in the Bullet Club. Okay, and. <laughs> I, I met him at the show, Ring of Honor Unauthorized, and I had I put that I have like a wall of like autograph photos, but I had the picture on my desk and I haven't had a chance to put it up on the wall yet. And my wife sees the picture, and she looks at the signature. She's like, "For a man who looks so scary, I didn't expect a smiley face on the picture." <laughs> like, well then, <laughs> I think you enjoy that story. Um, but anyway, what I was trying what I was trying to say was Pete Dunn though is the person you want to hate. Like, I saw him, I think it was the Evolve versus Progress show. I did watch that show in Orlando. Yeah. And he came off as such an asshole, but it was great. Like, that's what you want. <laughs> that's exactly what you want. 
Like, That's just... the thing. When, when, when he's walking to the ring and, and he's just getting in the faces of the crowd, he's, he's not being intimidating. He's, no. just, he's just looking at them and, and he's got a little sneer on his face and he's just looking, at, looking down at the crowd going, yeah, you're not as good as me and exactly. you never will be. Exactly. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, we move on to his opponent, which is Trent Seven, who honestly I didn't know much about before the tournament. So why don't you talk about Trent Seven? Um, Trent Seven. Um, he's he's an interesting guy. Um, my former uh, audio partner on ProWrestling.net, Darren Guttridge, actually knew him personally, or at least had some personal sort of um, uh, interactions with him over the years. And uh, I know he's not particularly high on him, so. I've heard some stories which, you know, uh, you know I'm not, not going to talk about here because people have to sign up for membership yes. on ProWrestling.net. Uh, did you see that plug? Shameless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so I've, I've heard those stories and, you know, you, you, you sort of form an opinion based on that. But at the same time, as a wrestler, um, he's not someone who wows me. He's He's got a bit of charisma. I've, I've seen him work predominantly as a heel over the last six months. So seeing him as the smiley baby face in WWE is a little bit jarring. Um, but, but but before the heel run with British Strong Style, uh, and for those who don't know, in, in the UK indie scene, it's him, Pete Dunn, and Tyler Bate who are the British Strong Style. And they're, basically, they, they're pretty much dominating the scene at the moment, as you can probably imagine. Um, but before all that happened, he was, he was, uh, him and Tyler Bate were Mustache Mountain. And they were a great sort of uh, charismatic... Uh, laughing, joking, um, sort of. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, a sort of uh, uh, an exciting, but yet fun. Act. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've I've seen, I've seen both sides of Trent Seven, and you know I, I do prefer the babyface side, which is what he's playing on WWE. Um, but he, he is an effective heel as well. Um, again, he he has got the the, the mannerisms of someone who just doesn't want to. Uh, um, who who doesn't look for cheers uh, and and just wants to piss off the crowd basically? All right, I'm just saying I have the WWE article up and I just the sentiment still makes me laugh. Pete Dunne and T- Trent Seven battle for number one contendership for this UK champion take home for Chicago. <laughs> that sentence still makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that that sentence distracts me every time I read it. Um, it, is, it is it is insane that that they've announced it. I, you know, I, 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 as, as I alluded to earlier, I, I try and avoid any spoilers uh, for anything that's taped, be it ROH, be it Progress. Right. And, you know, but this one is announced. This trying... <laughs> announced it yeah. randomly. I didn't, I didn't expect that. So I don't have no I was, problem I was, I was, with the match either. I was trying to avoid spoilers for this, but, you know, it, it, it just ended up being impossible, you know. <laughs> it's impossible because they announced this match two weeks ago, so there's not much you can do about it, you know? <laughs> exactly, there. exactly. But I'm looking forward to that match, though, but it's not the point, you know? <laughs> it's not the point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah. um, you were mentioning Trent Seven. I actually brought up my the bracket from the UK tournament to remind myself who we faced, and, of course, that's the next guy, Wolfgang. <laughs> actually, yes. And I actually really enjoyed Wolfgang in the tournament. He really entertained me. What do, what do you know about Wolfgang? Um, he's predominantly uh, a, uh, an ICW wrestler. He's, he's, a, he's a, a Scotsman born and bred. And he's, he's one of these uh, guys who puts his body on the line and uh, has, a, has, a, has a very physical sort of style of, of a wrestler. Um, I haven't, I've, I've only been watching ICW for the past 12 months. So, I, I've, so I've seen the tail end of... Uh, at the time, he was the ICW champion, so I've only seen the tail end of that. Um, but he, he, yeah, has always impressed me with what he can do in the ring for a man of his size, and, and everything he does is believable. And, and that's all I all, all I ask for in a wrestler. 
Yeah, I see. I loved his attitude and the fact that he had the crowd. I will say though, I will compliment it to this day. The crowd of that tournament was amazing. I know you were there for night one. The crowd yeah. of that tournament was amazing. That was that was that was such a great crowd that night. That was so much fun to watch. <laughs> And I was so happy I was off that weekend so I could watch it live. I was so happy that weekend that I was off. I was like, yeah, I get to watch this whole show live. <laughs> it, was, it was a fantastic experience to be in the crowd for that. Oh, it, it, it's it's one, one, of the, one of those moments I, I just sat sitting there. And obviously I, was, I sat there in, in a media capacity. So, I, you know, I, was, I wasn't joining, joining or anything like that. But I was just sat there just taking in the atmosphere, just going... This is this is this is wrestling in the UK. This is this is you know this is what what we're about, and it, it was it was a I, I gotta be honest, I had a bit of a patriotic moment. That's also that was a good thing. I'm not gonna lie. Well, Wolfgang <laughs> is facing off against Joseph Connors. Okay, it's the elephant, mm-hmm. Joseph Connors. I don't know much about Joseph Connors. I, I gotta be honest with you. Um, he's he's someone who just seemed to have come out of left field. Um, I know he he he's done a lot on uh, WCPW. Um, and he's he's a he's a relatively bigish name there, um, but that that's 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 the thing with a lot of these guys that William Regal has brought in, and I, I'm I'm really impressed by this because it could have been easy for him to go into a Progress or a an ICW and go right, okay, I want these eight or nine men, you know, I'm going to take them, you know, but he didn't do that. He he looked everywhere around the UK, in Scotland, in the northeast of, of England, in, in pretty pretty much all over the place, and found the, the talent that not only the the established guys but also people like Joseph Connors people that they can mold into what they want sort of they saw saw the um, the ability that they wanted and sort of molded him are going to mold him into whatever they want him to be you know people like him and, and Saxon Huxley and Sam Gradewell they're not big names on the UK scene but they're obviously talented and people who follow the UK scene knew that beforehand even if they hadn't seen them sort of uh, over over uh, over an extended amount of time, but um, yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely to William Regal's credit that he's able to sort of have the time, really, more than anything, to to scout out all this talent. Yeah, it's actually pretty impressive because I I remember I was, remember you guys were previewing the tournament going in, and you you guys didn't even know some of the guys, which is pretty yeah. impressive actually for how much <laughs> you guys cover the UK scene. You know, it's really yeah. impressive. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a lot of the guys were ones that that we'd heard of, but we hadn't actually seen. You know, and 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 that is you know that's nearly unheard of a lot of the time these days. Yeah, because I remember I think it was the cruiserweight tournament. I um was. Uh, I had James Caldwell, Caldwell on the show a lot before he left the torch. And <laughs> I was talking to him. I'm like, well, can you come on? We'll talk about the Cruiserweight, Camp- Cruiserweight Tournament. And he, even he said, I don't know half these guys. I just don't know. It's the same thing with the UK tournament. They bring out these guys that nobody knows. And then they give them this limelight. It's like, oh, my God, where have you been? Like, where have you been? Like, this is fantastic to watch. So that also brings me to the last match on this card that they've announced. Which is a kind of a 205 live related match, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. We have Dan Maloney, though, who is who is in the UK side. Um, what do you know about Dan Maloney? He replaced Mark Andrews in the tournament, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's a, a young stud. Uh, again, he's he's only someone who started wrestling or had his first match in about 2013, uh, but he's pretty much wrestled everywhere that there is in the in the UK independent scene. Um, I know he's wrestling in ICW quite a lot. Um, he hasn't he hasn't made his way to progress. Um, 
But yeah, he's, he's definitely someone that has caught a lot of people's attention on, on the uh, UK indie scene. Um, but again, he's, he's more someone that they're going to be able to mold into whatever they want to be. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely someone to keep an eye out on, though. Well, he's tagging with Rich Swan, which seems random to me. I don't, yeah. I don't really get this match. Like, I don't understand. You have this UK show, and all of a sudden you have this random tag match with Cruiserweights in it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, that's the thing. It, it, what, what I don't understand is, is considering how panned 205 Live has been at the moment, you know, and, and they think that oh. they, they're adding star power to the UK tournament, uh, to UK championship, sorry, by bringing the 205 talent. It, 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 it just seemed a bit of a, that's not the best move at the, in this current climate. Yeah, because the match is actually Rich Swan and Dan Maloney versus TJP and the Brian Kendrick. Really? I have to watch a Brian Kendrick wrong. match it's, again. It's, <laughs> it's probably going to be a good match. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a little bit of a stench on 205 Live at the moment. I, I re- It's another subject, obviously, for another day. But I really hope that... Um, uh, they get to somewhere close to uh, the level that we all wanted the 205 Live slash Cruiserweight division to be when, when it was first announced. Uh, but it's not quite there yet. And as I said, oh, there's a bit of a stench at the moment with, uh, with the, uh, uh, being a, a 205 Live talent. I will say this about 205 Live. I try to watch the show. I'm not going to lie. I try. <laughs> I watch yeah. it once in a blue moon. My son likes watching everything. So if he's in, he wants to, I'll ask him if he wants to watch something. I'll pop it on. And I just can't do it. I just can't. And I watch yeah. everything. I can't do it. Look, I can't watch this show. And that says something. That says something. Oh, definitely. And, and and that's the thing. Noam Dar was was the first person I saw wrestle on a UK, on a UK independent show back back years and years ago now. So I've always had a bit of bit of fondness and a bit of a soft spot for Noam Dar. But even I can't watch Two or Five Live because it does make me cringe. And mm. uh, and it's the same with Jack Gallagher, Gallagher as well. He's he's uh, he's uh, another UK talent who, you know, I, I've got fond memories of. But not not even those two can, can bring me to watch Two or Five Live on a regular basis. Yeah, I feel bad for Neville and Austin Aries and all this. That's who I feel bad for. Yeah. Because the two of them deserve better. They really do deserve better than this. Yeah. But like yeah. you said, that's a rant for another day. I didn't, it got brought up, so I had to say it because it's just been annoying and terrible to watch. It's just hard. Like <laughs> after I'm done with this, I'm actually going to go and I my next show on my podcast feed is actually John Moore from ProWrestling.net talking about 205 Live, and I and I personally love the description. This is the free side, so if anyone wants to hear it, it's on the free side. It's a very funny sentence. It says, "Note the optimism in the new 205 Live reviewer's voice. Let's chart the difference as he moves forward, and if the show continues." To feel like a dull creative filler. That said everything right there about 205 Live. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. Um, one of my colleagues, uh, Zach Zimmerman, I, I think he's been on this show yeah, before. Yeah, Zimmerman's been, um, been on the show a lot, actually. Good guy. Yeah, and uh, and I feel he, bad for uh, him. I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember when he moved because he, he originally was doing NXT coverage, and for one reason or another, he ended up doing 205 Live. And I, I remember him saying on one of his audios, he was quite excited to uh, to move across to watch it. And literally week by week, you can just hear the madness creeping in, the the anger and and the disappointment and the the the, the, the short slip into insanity that he was going through. It was, you know what it reminded me it, of? It, remember when remember when um, Will Pruitt was covering Impact? <laughs> that? Yeah. and he lost his mind near the end. <laughs> that reminded me of. 
Yeah, pretty much. Oh I, I remember. God. I remember. I, I covered. I covered an episode of uh, a couple of episodes of Impact um, a couple of years ago now. And but I think the last audio I did, I actually lost. I I, I actually lost it. I got angry. It's in the archives. It's yeah. uh, it's quite amusing. Yeah, it's it's so some of these shows are rough. It's just rough to watch sometimes, yeah. and that says a lot, you know. I said something, and this is coming from someone who works for a wrestling website and a diehard fan. That's saying something. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, mean, exactly. I mean, and I, I think, I think it's a double-edged sword because obviously, you know, we, we want, we want to watch a lot of good wrestling, but because we're analyzing it so closely and, and we can see some of the idiotic things they're doing, some of the silly things they're doing, or, or downright dumb things they're doing, it infuriates us. And because, because of the passion that we have to have to do what we do. Sometimes it spills out. It's uh, it's quite amusing when it does. Yeah, it's true. Well, on that note, um, Hayden, thank you so much for coming on. I greatly appreciate this. This is actually a nice for you to take time. I know you're, I know you're really busy, so I appreciate taking some time out for this. <laughs> no um, problem at all. Give us your plug for ProWrestling.net. Yeah, of course. As, as we've mentioned uh, a couple of times now, uh, ProWrestling.net is where you can find a lot of my work. Uh, the the actual website itself, there's a free side and there's a member side. On the free side, we put up uh, live coverage of things like Raw, SmackDown, all, all, all the major TV shows. Um, but on the member side, you get the audio. You get, you get the, the audio reviews of, of every single um, major uh, American uh, TV show, including SmackDown, Raw, uh, 205 Live, um, NXT, uh, Impact and Ring of Honor, which is what I cover. Uh, also, we do the Progress Wrestling Show. Um, uh, Blake has already mentioned John Moore. He will be joining me this weekend for uh, the, for the, our first Progress audio review together. Um, so that should be quite interesting. It should be. Um, and yeah, <laughs> big shoes Sorry. to fill. Big shoes to fill for Darren. Big fills. Huge shoes to fill. <laughs> Who, uh, huge shoes to fill. The bastard. Um, <laughs> Okay, real fast. Um, I do want to say for those a, who actually a, don't a, know, Darren Darren Gutteridge left .net. But if you're a member of Pro Wrestling you got to hear his farewell address, which I did listen yes. to at work, and it was a really good address. It kind of like mm-hmm. makes you feel good of like maybe maybe it's too much. Maybe sometimes it is too much. <laughs> what we're talking about a minute ago. Maybe it's just too much. But continue. I'm sorry. That's okay. No problem at all. Um, but yeah, that that's all behind the paywall. So. Um, and also, we get get things like uh, Jason Powell, who's who's the head honcho of of uh, Pro Wrestling Donet, which again has been on this show. Yes, um, he does a Q and A Q&A session with uh, for the members, and he also uh, also presents .NET Weekly, which is the flagship show of Pro Wrestling .NET. It's it's usually one of the guys from the sites, including myself, or sometimes it's uh, it's a big name from the world of wrestling. And Jim Ross has been on on a couple of times. Uh, Dutch Mantel has been on. Uh, Matt Morgan's been on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the, all the options for membership are on the main page of ProWrestling.net, so head on, over, head on over and have a look. Yes, so again, thank you, Hayden. It's actually really cool of you to come on. Thank you so much. Now, this is so last minute. And again, I went to WWE <laughs> for that because you know how much I love planning in advance. So it's kind of a last yeah, minute you, thing for me. You, you, you Usually you book me about two months in advance and then I forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, till next time, thank you, Hayden, for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right. Thank you, Hayden, for coming on the show. <laughs> that but was fantastic. It really was. I have to thank him for talking about all the British people on this show. <laughs> and probably, and, and more than likely making fun of five lives in the process. <laughs> <laughs>
just when you thought you were getting rid of Chris Jericho for a while. <laughs> no. The theme song of NXT TakeOver Chicago is Fozzie Judas. <laughs> Fozzie, by the way, is coming to the rave here in Milwaukee. Unfortunately, I'm at a wedding, so I can't go. Uh, <laughs> is there a wedding? Or- problem is, the problem is, I have so many things going on in June. I don't remember which weekend it is, but I know I'm doing something. I know I'm doing something. Because I have so many things going on in June. I know I'm doing something. Because, like, in the next, like, next week, I have a bachelor. Next week is kind of a bachelor party. The week after that, I'm volunteering at the church prom and it's CJ's birthday party with his friends. The week after that is a wedding stuff. The week after that is a wedding. <laughs> so, that's fun. Busy, busy, busy. Month of June is going to be busy as hell. I'm not going to lie. Between the show and real life, Month of June is going to be busy as hell. Anyway, back to what we're <laughs> talking about. Um, NXT TakeOver Chicago! Live Yay. from Chicago. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, really? I didn't know that. We have only four matches on the card, and I have no problem with this. I'm not going to lie. Um, if they, By the way, just to make a note, we're recording this before um, the last NXT show. The airs to hype this up. So they have announced anything else. We're sorry we missed it. I'm just going to clarify that. I'm sorry we missed it. Dive. Dive. So um, our first match we're going to talk about. I, I would like to thank the WWE for spoiling the UK special airing on Friday night. With the match announcement <laughs> for Saturday. <laughs> because two weeks ago they announced. <laughs> two weeks ago they announced this match. And then, <laughs> on Friday... <laughs> so the match we're going to have is the WWE United Kingdom Championship match between Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. And that's great and all. I, I'm looking forward to this match. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward oh. to this rematch in South Louisiana. He's, he's, he's actually biting his arm. I saw myself from laughing right now. Apparently, that was really funny to him. <laughs> So, what happened was, for those who missed it, they announced this match like three weeks ago. And that's great. Awesome. Let's do this match at the show. Big deal. You can tell a match on NXT TakeOver. Great idea. Here's the problem. Monday, (laughs) they announced the UK special that we just had hated on to talk about. And here's the problem with this. (laughs) Tom knows where I'm going with this. They announced... Tyler Bate is defending the UK Championship at this special against I think Mark Andrews. And then Pete Dunne, or something like that, and then Pete Dunne is in a number contendership match. And the winner faces Tyler Bates at NXT TakeOver Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler alert, WWE, he announced the match! <laughs> you big dummies, he already announced the match. So... Back to our point, though. We have Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne, and here is the special part. Jim Ross is joining the commentary team with Nigel McGuinness for this match. Yay! Woo! I'm excited for this. Sal, how do you think this match is going to go? Uh, hopefully well. Who wins? Um, yeah, Tyler can hang on to it. That's fine. Yeah, I'm torn here because I'm torn mainly because they... How serious are they? Because Pete Dunne is still the progress champion in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how serious they are about the TV show they're starting. So if they want to have a heel champion or not. 
Because Pete Dunne is almost over heel in the UK division, by far. Like, the biggest heel in the UK division. So do you want to put the belt on the heel to start up this new show, or do you want to keep it on the babyface, the 19-year-old Tyler Bate? That's what my problem here is. Like, I don't know what they want to do. On the go with Tyler Bate, it might be the safe bet, but it wouldn't shock me if Pete Dunne won. I'm not going to lie. Moving on to a match that's intriguing. <laughs> the match is intriguing. It is the NXT Tag Team Championship match. It's a ladder match. Dive. Had the Authors of Pain champions <laughs> taking on DIY, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. Yes, you're hearing this right. The Authors of Pain are in a ladder match. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, Sal? Yay, DIY. Hopefully they're going to win. Yay. You think they're going to win? I hope so. I, I, I hope so, too. I honestly don't know. I, I don't mind. I have a feeling... They're also the pain. I, I'm not going to say they suck, because they've greatly improved in the last six months. They really have. My problem with the Authors of Pain is they don't do anything. They really don't yeah. do anything. That's my only problem with them. Like, I, if they were a big, they were a nasty team, like an actual, like, remember how on Rowan, remember how Rowan and Harper were? Where yes. they were badasses, but they were moving in the ring and the matches were entertaining? If they're yes. more like that... Then I'd be more into this. But just like they don't do that. And the whole no. thing is that Paul Hollering cuts their promos about dominating the world. And I have no idea what they're talking about most of the time. They're almost as <laughs> confusing as Bray Wyatt promos. So, <laughs> um, uh, I, the part of me wants to see a ladder break under the office of pain, which might be one of the funniest moments if that happens. And not <laughs> even on purpose. Not even on purpose. Just because they're fucking big men that should not be climbing ladders has to die. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to say DIY wins the titles back because then they can say it also depends and they're pinned. They were never pinned. Yeah. And you can keep their undefeated streak going. Never pinned. So, all yeah. of the pain loses the belt without being pinned. But, but the only problem is I want to see them DIY on the main roster, but I don't want them to even get ruined. So, I don't know. Yes. Me speaking of people I don't want to see get ruined on the main roster, the NXT Women's Championship. <laughs> Asuka, who was supposed to be a four-way, but as we discussed last week, Ember Moon got injured, so she had to get pulled out of this match. So Asuka taking on Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross of Sanity. Go ahead, Sal, what do you think of here? Do we know how long she's going to be out for? I don't have an official thing, but like a lot of people think she's going to be back or take over Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So end of summer, yeah. right? So okay. Um, so if honestly, if if Ember Moon was still in this match, I would have said she's taking the title. Uh, now true. that she's out, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say that she's gonna that Oxy's gonna retain and lose it to Ember Moon because I really feel like Ember Moon is gonna be the next champion. So unfortunately, her call up is gonna get pushed back a little bit. I I don't actually mind if they take their time getting um Asuka up to the main roster. Because, honestly, I don't know where she'd go right now. That's my thing. Like, I don't know where they'd go. By the way, if you're wondering, I'm adding matches to this um, Backlash card because they announced two matches on Talking Smacks. So I'm just adding matches. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I don't know where they'd actually put Asuka right now. Because where are you going to fit her in on the main roster right now? I mean, they're not going to put her on Raw because the women's division's already having enough issues right now over there. Because right now you have Bailey and, um, and Aleska Bliss and you have Nia Jax also in the middle of that. Right. And then you have Sasha in a weird feud with Alicia Fox for no reason whatsoever. That's happening. Yes. 
So where do you go from here? That's the question I have. Like, what do you do here? Or do you put her on SmackDown? But SmackDown's currently busy with it. There are crazy feuds going on right now. So I don't know. Keep her in NXT and see if there's something out. That's what I say. Yeah, keep her down there until we have something figured mm-hmm. out. I like, get it right. I like Nikki Cross. I personally like Nikki Cross as a, as a wrestler, and I like her character. I just don't think she's going to win the title anytime soon until Sanity starts taking more seriously. Until Sanity gets right. taken a little more seriously. Like, I think she'll win the Women's Championship when Sanity is tag champions. So then they can say they have all the undercard belts. Yeah. That's how I think it's going to happen. Um, so Oscar retains. So finally, we have the main event, which Mandy's excited about. Bobby Roode defending the NXT Championship Glorious. against Hideo Itami. This is a, wow. I, I, Hideo Itami's back, people. This is a big deal. This is a very, yes. very big deal. And Mandy loves Hideo Itami. She has no clue why, but she loves him. Absolutely, Hideo Itami. <laughs> um... I don't see a title change, but I'm intrigued by the match. What do you think? Um, yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, I mean, I, I think before, if if they're thinking about giving him the title, I think he just he needs to be around for a little bit longer just to play it safe. Yeah, um, but this should be a great match. Um, you know, Chicago is going to be treated oh to the real GTS. So, but I think Bobby Roode's going to retain. You know what's funny? If, if anyone's going to be able to get away with hitting a GTS, and Chicago's going to be a day with Tommy. <laughs> anyone's going to get away with it. It will be a Tommy. And just for those, just to clarify this, I may have mentioned this in the past, but again, I don't know what I said on this, on the Filling the Void side and on the main show side. I don't know what I've actually said. So I'm just going to say it again. For those who don't know this, a day with Tommy? Kenta actually invented the DTS before yeah, CM Punk. Before CM Punk. I don't remember if I said it here on the Filling the Voice side. That's why I wanted to clarify that. So it's actually a Tommy's move. <laughs> I just want to clarify that to people that don't know that. So so that's a big deal, and we'll do that. And I'm looking forward to this. I'm actually looking forward to it. We only have four matches that I'm really looking forward to take over. Uh, again, I give them credit. And for those who aren't watching the weekly show, the weekly show has improved so much. It's so much fun. It's such a good show again. Because they're actually not like... They're taking themselves as serious as they can, but they're having fun again. The show's mm. fun again, which is cool. And we're seeing people you don't normally see on television again. It's actually really, really a lot of fun down there right now. So, NXT TakeOver. But then, the next night... <laughs> How did the WWE go from NXT having Fozzie, this, this ridiculous hard rock song, to Backlash having this? <laughs> because Backlash is the B-Show's pay-per-view. Okay, I, I much did love to have his argument. The music for WWE pay-per-views suck in general. Let's just be honest with you. Let's be honest together here. The pay-per-view themes for Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views suck. All the way around. It all sucks. I'm just going to clarify. The pay-per-view theme, the multi-pay-per-view themes suck. So we'll just clarify that. So we have Backlash coming up from Chicago the next night right after TakeOver. And this is a weird, weird, weird card. 
<laughs> a really strange yes. card. And you can see yes. the updated card as I was typing it up while we were actually talking about TakeOver. <laughs> so, they um, announced the match on Talking Smack. There's another match while we were doing this show. So, I was able to add another match onto here while we were doing this show. Uh, <laughs> wow. What a weird show this is from beginning to end here. So, we'll start from the bottom to the top as we do. The kickoff match was announced while we were doing this show, so perfect timing. <laughs> and it's Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. Okay. What? <laughs> so okay. what we'll probably do is have Aiden English sting. <laughs> and then have Ty Dillinger do 10-10-10 and then Ty wins the match, right? <laughs> that's how this is going to work. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I, that's the direction it looks like it's going to go in, yes. There's no other way of putting doing this match, right? <laughs> So, uh, I have not watched Talking Smack yet, because like I said, after SmackDown, I watched the Preds game, and then I went to watch all my all my superhero shows. So, I have not watched Talking Smack mm -hmm. yet. But apparently, on Talking Smack, Eric Rowan was on the show for some reason. I don't know why he was on the show, because he was on SmackDown. So apparently, oh, reminds me. I forgot to mention this. Rusev was supposed to be on SmackDown last night, right? I mentioned this. And they were advertised on yeah, USA yeah. ads. Rusev, I don't even know if this is true or not, but he went on Twitter last night. He said, sorry, I, I decided to go to the Predators game instead of going to SmackDown Live. <laughs> and I don't know if that's in character. Like, I'm giving an excuse why I was advertised and not here, or we actually went to the Predators game. I'm not really sure what actually oh, happened. I need to find out. That, I didn't see anything on Instagram. That Twitter, I mean, uh, that, it was a tweet out there on Rusev's Twitter. It was on Rusev's Twitter, so that made me laugh. So, anyway... Um, so the other, so Eric Rowan was on, um, Talking Smack, and apparently Ash, Ash McMahon, who's co-hosting Eric and Smack while Dana Bryan's on paternity leave, um, mm -hmm. for a match at Backlash, so it's Eric Rowan versus Luke Harper in a rematch from last week, where Eric Rowan surprisingly beat Luke Harper. So does Luke Harper get his one back here? Um, uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this problem is this match doesn't really. It should mean so much more than it does. This match really deserves to mean more for a team that was together for as long as they were together. This really should really mean more than it really does. Am I right? <laughs> yep. All right. Speaking of which, a match that actually actually has storyline progression. I give credit where it's due. And South Soda tried to try to find Rusev in the national game. Um, <laughs> Sammy Zayn versus Baron Corbin. I know how much you do not like Baron Corbin. Uh, by the way, so you'll love this one. We're at the ROH show. Back to the ROH show again. I didn't even this up because we didn't talk about Baron Corbin last week. Baron Corbin got brought up at the Ring of Honor show. <laughs> now, why did Baron Corbin get brought up at the Ring of Honor show? I had a group, but me and dad made friends at the show. So for those who listen to the Patreon show, you have two random guys talking to us. They bought us a beer and everything to hang out with us. I don't even know their names. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who they were, but they were having fun with us. But um, I never got their names. I really didn't. But I plugged our show and they listened to our show. So hi, guys. I never got your names. So thanks for listening. Um, but anyway, Barry Corbin got brought up in conversation because there was a guy, um, Jay White, came out. And it looked he looks like the poor man's Baron Corbin. As this guy put it. The only difference is he's like, and it's exactly what he said to me. He's like, only difference, I don't hate his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know how you feel about Baron Corbin's stomach, so I figured you'd appreciate that. So, <laughs> so Sammy Day and Baron Corbin, how's this match going? Um... Uh, 
I'm, I, I'm thinking Baron Corbin, but then it's like, God, I feel so bad for Sami Zayn. Like, he just can't win a match. <laughs> yeah, he can't win. He hasn't won a, has he won a feud since he beat Owens. Yeah, I think so. I think that was the last time. That's right? how you won a feud, right? It was last time. Unfortunately, because this is the first match in their feud, officially, I see Corbin winning as well. I don't want Corbin to win, but I have a feeling this is going to be a really heel-heavy like back end of the show. Yeah. Because the yeah. main events are still face-heavy. So, yeah. all right, moving on. And for the record, people. I did not make up these team names. This is actually how they're advertising them. I just want to <laughs> clarify that. We have the sixth women tag match, which I should not be as excited for as I am, but I'm actually looking forward to this because it's actually going to be a really good match. We have the welcoming committee, Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella with James Ellsworth. <laughs> which, James Ellsworth has turned into such an asshole on television. <laughs> and I give him credit! He found himself a role! I gotta give him credit for that. Found a role for himself. Versus the now named by Naomi, Royal Glow Fire, no, oh. Charlotte Flair, Naomi, and Becky Lynch. Sal, how's this match going? Uh, I hope nobody wins. <laughs> James Ellsworth interferes in the DQ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some, some sort of a stupid ending where nobody wins. That's what I'm thinking. That's oh. my prediction. Oh. I- I'm assuming the Royal Glow Fire wins this match because it actually makes sense of this thing. Because all the because the um, Italian Demina and Carmella have been winning all the matches on SmackDown. <laughs> They've been winning all the matches. So I'm assuming this, 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 this is going to go. I mean, Carmella fucking pinned Naomi. What the fuck? Yes. Like, how did that yes. happen? Like, seriously. So I'm expecting the face team to win, and I'm expecting Charlotte and Naomi to be at the, be at the next pay-per-view, which I think is Money in the Bank. By the way, can I say, I compliment Naomi, because she is really coming into her own. Because mm-hmm. not only is she playing her character well, when Charlotte challenged her for the title, she's like, okay, bring it. Bring it. Right in the middle of the promo for this match, she actually said, bring it to Charlotte. I'm like, that's a great champion. I give her credit where it's due. Speaking of champions, <laughs> a team that you're getting pissed at and a team that I'm loving. <laughs> yes. The WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos versus Breeze Dango. <laughs> when you told me this match was happening a month ago, I was literally aggravated about it because I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? And now... <laughs> This was this has by far been the best setup match on this show. <laughs> Which yeah. is by far the most promo time, the most backstage segments. And even if you're not enjoying Breeze Dangle as much as we are, you have to give credit at least we're getting time to be themselves and have some mm-hmm. fun. Even though Tyler Breeze in a Janner outfit was really random and weird. But <laughs> Then again, he was the man dressed as Brie Bella for no reason whatsoever, too, so that happened as well. Uh, <laughs> Sal, you have issues with the Usos, though. Oh, I can't stand them. See, the funny part is a lot of people love them. And they, they're obnoxious. They're absolutely obnoxious to me. I can't stand them. Well, funny part is that's because they're heels. They're heels. They're supposed to be obnoxious and hated. That's what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, but they're like, uh, you know I love my heels, but they're just like a whole other level of obnoxious. And they're just speed-talking through everything, and just, they're, they're rhyming, and they're going back and forth. I like their promo style, because it's so over-the-top heel. I love it. But I have a question. Why did they never let the Usos talk in spaces? If they could talk this good, why do they never let them talk in spaces? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> they would have been the most, they, they could have had them and Naomi together, Cutting promos like they're doing right now, and they would have been like a force to reckon with. But now they don't have that because they decided not to let the Usos talk in spaces. So I don't understand. So anyway, um, do you see the title change? Yes, please. <laughs> it's a free, a free Dangle win. I, this Chicago crowd is gonna love them. The Chicago crowd is gonna love them. You know they will. I wonder if they're going to do with a pay-per-view fashion files just for the fun of it. Just for no reason whatsoever, just to fill a little bit of time just for the fun yes, of it. It's just because of... So, Usos versus Breezango. I, I don't know. I, I want to see a title change. I'd love to see a title change. I just don't know. Probably, where the fuck are American Alpha during all this? Where are they? They're gone. Like, where the hell are American Alpha? Are they want to be hurt? Like, I don't know anything about this. They disappeared. They pretty much <laughs> disappeared from television ever since they, they beat the Colognes in the freaking, um, I don't know. I don't understand it. So, uh, I think the Usos are going to retain. I'd love to see Bruce Angle win. Just to have some fun <laughs> and have a little bit of t- If they came out in the freaking police outfits wearing the titles, it'd be freaking hysterical. That's hysterical video. You would have just for one day. You would have. I mean, come on. You let Slater and Rhino hold those belts. What's the problem here? You know what I mean? Exactly. Rhino hold exactly. these damn belts. And all because Slater has kids. That's the main reason they won those belts. There's no other reason exactly. why they won the belts. Exactly. So, moving on to a match that's going to be a lot of fun. The United States Championship is on the line between Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. <laughs> Holy shit! We're going to count it over as AJ Styles. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's just weird. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree with that 100%. This is going to be a great match, though. This is going to be one of the best matches of the entire evening. I don't know what to do with the prediction, though. I don't have a clue. What are you I, thinking? I, I do. I do. Um, the face of America is going to retain... By the, Hello. Oh, by the way, did you happen to catch Tom Phillips being completely sassy during commentary last night during SmackDown? <laughs> he um, yeah. <laughs> he looks at Owens and he's like, "The face of America holding the United States of America championship," <laughs> which I <grabbed laughs> laughing at. I was like, "Thank you, Tom Phillips." The SmackDown announce team has really improved. I'm actually really enjoying the SmackDown announce team lately uh, because you know the Booker's <laughs> weird randomness over on over on Raw right now, but. <sighs> I'd love to see AJ win the title. I just don't. I just don't think they're going to drop it off Kevin Owens, especially with the whole Titantron they have going on right now. Exactly. <laughs> Titantron. All right, so Kevin Owens retains. Now, let's get to the most predictable match on the show. <laughs> the WWE Championship match. Or no, we'll, we'll go to that in a second. That's in the main event spot for some reason. Shinsuke Nakamura making his in-ring debut on SmackDown pay-per-view, ring, whatever you want to word it, versus Dolph Ziggler. I have to at least they drop the whole weird Michael Jackson thing they were doing, which I, I appreciate them dropping. I appreciate that. And it's just become Dolph Ziggler doesn't think Shinsuke Nakamura is as good as he claims. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that storyline. It's obvious here, right? It's obvious. <laughs> is this I mean, end? 
I, I think for I think for shits and giggles, I'm gonna just say the opposite just to make it a little fun, and I'm just gonna say Dolph Ziggler is gonna win. Yeah, I, I'm a too big of a Nakamura fan to go against this one. It's a way too big of a fan. <laughs> I mean, he's he's going to win, but I I just think it would be fun storyline wise if he did it for no reason at all, just for the hell of it. Exactly. Like so. you know, Dolph Ziggler just cheated behind the refs back and won really quick. You know. So. <clears throat> all right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The WWE Championship match. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe this is a thing. I've been joking around about it. I still can't believe this is a thing that we're going to talk about. Randy Orton, dot, 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 dot headlock. Uh, <laughs> wow, I, I, I have to say this, don't I? I I've been joking about, about it, but I actually have to say this, don't I now? Randy Orton defending WWE Championship against Jinder Mahal. I rock the music more cooler than him. Uh, Randy Orton against Jinder Mahal. What the hell is going to happen in this match, Sal? Like, what is going to happen um, here? Um... You know what, Blake? You know what? For shits and giggles, <laughs> to make to make to make things fun. Oh no! I'm gonna go with Ginger Mahal winning oh, my the WWE God. Championship. Oh, Why the fuck God. not? What the fuck around here, Ginger Mahal? Oh my! They already got the promo photos all ready to go. They already got the promo photos all ready to go. I, Orton's got to retain. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I, 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 I've been, I've been, in, I've been joking around with you in support of the SmackDown stuff and all this stuff. We go back and forth all the time, B show, A show, whatever. We go back and forth. We have a good time, and I can't defend this mid event. I just can't. I can't do it, and I want to try, but I can't defend this mid event. I just can't do it. It's so difficult to defend a mid event with Jinder Mahal in it. I just. Can't. <laughs> so difficult. I hope, I really hope this is better than it seems. I, I really do hope the match is better. WWE, be smart. Don't make this the main event in Chicago. Don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> put Shinsuke in the main event. Or put Owens and AJ in the main event. Don't, don't put this in the main event spot in Chicago. Don't do it. You, you, you think you get heat for Roman Reigns being spoken about. This match is going to get shit on in Chicago. This match is going to get shit on. Like, oh my God. You're going to have this match follow Kevin Owens and AJ Styles in Chicago? What the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. So, oh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the crowd. I'm intrigued by this crowd. But that's it. That's pay-per-view time. That's it. That's it for us. That's it for the show. That's that's all we got. So I'm gonna hit the music and get us out of here. End of May or early June. This picture-perfect afternoon we share. We'll go out from the Dear Evan Henson soundtrack one more time. Yay. Ben Platt singing for forever. For a good closing song for today. So that's it for the show, Sal. Uh, 
our show is a part of the Filling the Void podcast network, available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio. For more information on our show, go to theblakewithtowershow.com, our very active Facebook and Twitter pages, and listen to our show directly on iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and I always forget to put this on here, Spreaker Radio, for all of our shows. Everything's going to be on Spreaker Radio. The live stuff's over on Spreaker. Everything else over on Spreaker. I forgot to put that in here. And leave a rating and review. We'll read it on the show. Next week, Sound didn't even know this. We're taking the week off. We will not be here okay. next week. We're taking the week off. I already have a show set up for next week. We're going to show all's banks and ready to go for next week. Uh, I'm not going to tell them what it is, but listen to it. Because I, I already know our main our main guy that listens to this show is not listening because it's a bachelor party. He's going to be getting drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning when this show posts. So... <laughs> Um, so that's that. That's next week. The week after, the extremely busy month of June starts here on the podcast. And um, WWE Extreme Rules preview show. <laughs> two weeks. I can't believe we're talking Extreme Rules already in two weeks. Like, <laughs> Featuring the first ever WWE barbed wire trampoline match. We're still not getting that match, despite what you want. <laughs> despite the fact you've been asking for that match for two years. You're still not getting that match. It's, it's in CCW or Japan. It's just not going to happen. It's not happening. Um, the main event of that show, by the way, is that fatal five-way number one contendership match for the Universal Championship. Really? That's the main Yay. event for a pay-per-view. Um, so, that's that. Till then, as been playing, sing poetically in the background, uh, <laughs> on behalf of Scotty and Hayden, I'm Blake. I'm Sal. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everyone. See ya. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody.